0: All right. Hey, parents. Will Rutt here. We have just finished up cross-training and have a special guest with us. We have Jay monk here. Jay monk good hey, day. Hey,
1: what's up, y'all? Good to be on here th- this afternoon.
0: All right. So um, cross-training. It's a 24-hour Bible mm-hmm. intensive. Yep. Um, and so nine sessions in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. What the heck did we talk about?
1: Yeah. So uh, it's gone by fast, as they
0: always do, but um, we have taken
1: six of those nine sessions um, to talk about um, the parables, Jesus, the greatest communicator ever, and one of the ways in which he chose to communicate was through parables, which are true to life stories that teaches a teach spiritual realities. That's good.
0: Um, so you taught six parables. Mm-hmm. What
1: were they? Yeah, so we uh, looking in the four gospels, we started with the parable of the parables, um, which is found in Matthew thirteen and also Mark four. The parable uh, of the soils. parable of the soils. Yeah. And so we started there and really emphasizing a receptive heart. And then uh, last night we did the f- parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke 18. And then this morning we started a little heavy, uh, pretty early at 745. Um, but we started with the topic of forgiveness, looking at the parable of the unforgiving servant in Matthew 18. And then we moved from there to the woman who was forgiven Uh, in Luke 7 and then in the afternoon we looked at two more parables um, in Luke 12 uh, about the the guy whom Jesus calls a rich fool for treasuring uh, his stuff his possessions rather than Jesus and then we finished the weekend in um, in Matthew 7 at the very end where Jesus tells the story about the two builders the wise and the foolish builder.
0: Yes, that last session was one that all parents were invited to, so hopefully you were there. Um, so there's a lot of Bible teaching, mm-hmm. a lot of content, <clears throat> and uh, I know for me and for you, the goal of teaching is never just to teach. Right. We're not just trying to convey information. Like We want something to happen, and we do cross-training for something to happen. So mm-hmm. as you coming up here, bringing your family up, mm-hmm. wife, two kids, yeah. um, six or seven of your own students from Florida mm-hmm. what did you hope would happen this weekend I think it's all I, I think we teach the
1: the Bible um, so that lives would change I think a book by uh, Howard Hendricks that I read at CIU is uh, teaching <clears throat> teaching to change lives and so I think as I've been uh, or was trained to teach at CIU I think that the the goal and often when I open the scriptures I want lives to be changed more specifically this weekend within the context of the parables, is I was really hoping that that my own students and the students uh, at Elevate would come away with a more receptive heart to not just be one who hears the Scriptures, but receives the Word for what it actually is, the Word of God.
0: Yeah, so uh, you, we were throwing around a football mm-hmm. or a lot. Tell us, tell us about the football.
1: Yeah, so the football represented how the the Word is thrown out, and oftentimes we can have a response to where the, the football is being thrown at us, so... Um, picture yourself in the room, Will threw me the football. And then I got, I grabbed my hand and I batted the football down, which is kind of a representing a, a person who has a hard heart, who's just not really ready to receive it. They're hearing it, but they're not receiving it. And then sometimes the football comes and um, I drop it uh, or I fumble it. And then uh, kind of another visual we used is I held three basketballs in my hand which represents the uh, the person who hears, but the deceitfulness of riches. So I had a basketball in my hand that had the deceitfulness of riches, another ball, the desire of other things, and then another ball in my hand, uh, the cares of this world. And I held those three balls in my hand, and then Will tried to throw the football to me, but obviously I couldn't catch it because I was distracted. And so the point being is I was really trying to uh, communicate to the students that we don't want to have a distracted heart where we're so focused on carrying all these things um, that we miss uh, hearing what Jesus really wants to say to our hearts.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and parents, quick thought that just came to my mind. I think as we've been around church for a long time, part of uh, what we like to receive the word when it's taught by a really gifted, you know, dynamic speaker. But when it's when it's taught by somebody who's maybe boring, it, it's, and we don't like the way it's, the ball is thrown, it's easy to just kind of bat it away and dismiss it. And I hope that uh, for myself and for Jay Monk and for the parents that we would receive the word um, and not limit the power of the word to the skill or eloquence of the speaker. Uh, we want to re- receive it for what it is—the word of God, not the word of man. Yep. It is the sword of the speaker, right? Isn't that what, That's what the Bible calls it—the sword of the speaker? No. Oh no, it doesn't. What's it called? The sword of the, the spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And so then you know, well, another kind of visual
1: that I had I, I just used in one of the sessions is that oftentimes. When we've been in church for a while, the word, the Bible or the football, so to speak, is being thrown out. We don't knock it down, but we actually sidestep it. We go to the left or we go to the right because we hear what the word is saying. But we actually think it's for someone else in the room and how it applies to them. But while forgetting that every time we come to the Bible, we come for our own heart because God wants to speak to us. And we don't want to read the Bible for other people's applications, but for our own application first.
0: Yeah. Uh, super good stuff. So, uh, I really like how this, like things are really connecting full circle, even though we didn't necessarily plan it that way that we've started the year and parents, I I hope, I hope we can learn this together that growing God's heart in us is unquestionably connected to the way we receive God's word. And so much of these parables is about like, we want to catch this, want to catch this, want to catch these truths about who God is. Um, so, uh, Let's uh let's transition a little bit. We're gonna talk in a second about how you as a parent can connect with your kid um, after cross training, some ideas. Uh, but as an outsider coming in, J Monk was curious uh what what you've observed about our group that you are just kinda of like, Man, that's 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 cool about that youth at St. Hurst. Yeah,
1: I um and I'm not surprised by this because I know I, I trust Will a lot in his leadership and he's He's doing a phenomenal job here. Not just saying that because he's sitting right next to me. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but he, I think he, uh, the condition of the youth group is the is the, the result of the standard for which I think Will is calling them to, and he's calling them to a high standard. Uh, not not just to work hard or try hard and be nicer kids, but to be biblical. Uh, to really love the Word. And so I think that as I've been teaching, this is true of both the middle schoolers and the high schoolers that they their notebooks are open. There's a pen in hand. There's eye contact. They're not. They're not playing on their phones. Uh, they're not distracted. I really think they've been with me. They've asked great questions both when I've taught, but when our um, the other guy um, Seth has taught about some pretty deep things and challenged their thinking. They've wanted to be interactive, and um, uh, so I really I've appreciated that. I think that it's a good group who uh, who are receivers.
0: That's good. Um, yeah. The we have an awesome group of students, and so I just want you to know, parents. We love your students a lot. They have studied hard, played hard. We did a middle school versus high school football game, and high schoolers unfortunately won, largely due to my thrown interceptions. So that's that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, but really, really, really engaged. Like I think if you if you were able to stop in at all, you'd be like, wow, this this group feels like a tight knit family and team, and that's that's kind of how we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, Cross-training is over now, and as a youth group, we don't view ourselves as the primary disciplers of students. Like We think that parents are primary disciplers, and we want to come alongside parents um, in the discipleship process. So what are some ideas mm-hmm. that you might have for parents to kind of leverage the weekend and follow up with the weekend and, um, and kind of capitalize on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, there's a few things that, that, that come to mind. Um, one would be, uh, it's hard to pick one parable and say that it would, this one was better than the other ones because uh, I love them all. Um, but the parable on the in Luke 12 um, that you can read is, is essentially the point there is ultimately asking us the question, what do we treasure? And so I was hoping to lead students to see that, that they needed to treasure Jesus, not a person not popularity or a possession. So not person, popularity, possession, but ultimately to treasure Jesus. And so, I think that there, there's a lot of things that that, that compete for their affection uh, for Jesus. And so I think, practically speaking, with a sticky note, whether it's in their room, by their bedside table, or somewhere around the house, it's just to put up reminders of maybe like Colossians three, you know, which talks about having a set up, setting of mind on on Christ. Our lives in Him. Philippians three is a passage that Will and I both love that where Paul says that ultimately he came to treasure Jesus more than anything else, more than his even his good works um, or his his heritage or his background. Um, So that would probably be one thing to just to to remind them to treasure Jesus, that ultimately their value and their life is in him, not in a person, not in their popularity uh, or any possessions that they have.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, along with that idea of leaving these little truth sticky notes around, mm-hmm. um, you might ask your kid, uh, "What is one thing that you just really wanted to take away from from the mm-hmm. weekend, or one thing that really jumped out at you?" And then when they say it, remember it, and then you, I, I, I might write that whatever they say on the sticky note and leave that around them, uh, around the house, or on the pillow, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just little little notes. We've done that with the students before. And so there are a number of students who, whenever we're leaving, instead of saying goodbye, we say, like, a phrase. Like, there are some students who will say, his grace is sufficient. and Or, or um, keep fighting. Or for me, they say, to cling love, like, which is a phrase that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, th- just ask them, what do you, you want to take away? And then let them see that around. I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, any other ideas? Yeah, I would probably –
1: um and mine just went blank um yeah I think memorizing uh scripture maybe there's a, a passage that you could um that they could memorize um I think um oh sorry this just came came to me is in addition to the sticky notes I think um texting them I mean because you know that they're going to be on their phone a lot through the day and so maybe whatever however they answer that question mm. of yeah, uh, here's what God has taught me wait a day or two so it um it, it, it may be as, as a reminder for them or maybe even a week like what if you waited um w- whenever you guys listen to this podcast maybe a week from now to go hey remember you said that you learned this just as a as a point to say to your kid hey I really care for you and when you said this I'm listening and I've remembered this and I in a loving way I want to remind you of what uh of what God taught you this past weekend
0: That's good. I I like that idea a lot. One other quick uh, idea before we wrap up here is you might take them out to eat. Um, All of them should have come home with a notebook full of notes. And I mean jam-packed full of notes. And so maybe take them out to eat somewhere that they like to go. Bring your own little notebook and paper and just learn from them. Have them go through the sessions to whatever extent that's exciting to them and let them walk Uh, walk through the sessions that we talked about. j thanks for being here. Um, Parents, I really hope that the podcast is a meaningful way to help you connect with your kids, and uh, we will be coming up back this week with Behind Closed Doors Part 2, actually with Seth Rainwater, so looking forward to it.